I guess, yeah, I guess I could be sing real special right now, amen? <laughs> amen. All right. How many of you here? It's a simple question. It's an easy question. It's, it's one of those uh, guaranteed amen preacher questions. How many of you want to have a good, happy life? I do. Yeah. Amen. The word blessed here in our text in Psalm chapter 1, blessed is the man, it means happy. It means happy. I've never yet met anybody, though I've met many miserable people through the years, I've never met anybody that said, you know, I want to live a miserable life. I, I just, I really think it's the Lord's will for me to live a miserable life. I, I, I want to wreck my marriage. I want to, I just want to live my whole life in misery, and I want to make everyone miserable around me. You know, the only person I think who would say that would be the devil. That's, that's about it. Really, no. Listen, we all want to be happy. We all want to have a blessed life, don't we? I think we do. Psalm 1 tells us, it gives, as so often, particularly in the book of Proverbs, it gives us a comparison. The godly man and the ungodly man. You'll, you'll see it as, the, in Proverbs particularly, the righteous and the wicked. The wise and the unwise. If we could say it here, the blessed and the unblessed. Here in this text. So notice with me, and it's a very simple message tonight. It's a simple text, but uh, again, I remember what a friend of mine, he had an evangelist for, for many years would come to his church, and, and uh, the man preached simple messages. Uh, Brother Weesey preached simple messages. And uh, somebody, maybe that had uh, more Bible education uh, than, than most, uh, kind of came up to him and said, you know, uh, you preach real simple messages. And he kind of meant it as a little bit of a criticism. And uh, the, the preacher said, yeah, he said, I do. He said, I've learned in most cases that our intelligence exceeds our obedience. And he just kind of stood and waited for the awkward silence to end, amen. Yeah, it's very true, isn't it? Simple message, I, you know what, I've never been offended by a simple message. Usually I've been held, I want to say this, uh, Pastor Brent, your message last week on generosity was phenomenal. And you know what it was, preacher, and I'm not being, un it was simple. It was just right out of the Bible, amen. And that's what I'm going to give you. So number one, notice with me tonight, we're talking about a, a life that God blesses, the conditions of being blessed. The conditions of being blessed. You see it right here. Look at Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Here's the, the godly man, the blessed man, the life that God blesses. It says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So there, there's one thing right there. Nor sitteth in the seat, uh, or, or nor standeth in the way of sinners, two things. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, three things. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, four things. And in his law doth he meditate day and night, five things we're seeing here. And because he does all that, because of those five things in his life, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. I can hear Dr. Malone saying this from years ago. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Dr. Malone said he read that on New Year's Day, 1960, and it revolutionized his life and ministry. 
In some ways, listen, I think we all know this. In some ways, God does bless everyone. How do you know that, Pastor? He maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. Everybody today, we, uh, my mother-in-law and I were mentioning uh, just the blessing it is when the sun's out. What a, what a blessing that is. If we're walking the dog or doing whatever, just that you, you got a, a dark coat on and the sun hits it, it it's, there's warming. We know there's, there's vitamins in the sun, all that. And you know who gets that? Evil people and good people. And then, of course, come time to raise the crops, uh, he says there, it's, he sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. That is God just simply blessing all because he is God. However, in other ways, he does not just bless any and all of his children. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. He blesses those who Hearken and obey His Word. I want you to hold your place here in Psalms, and I want you to go to the book of Matthew with me. First book of the New Testament, book of Matthew, chapter number 7. And again, here's probably one of the most simple passages in the Bible, but it's also, I believe, one of the deepest passages in the Bible. <coughs> Matthew chapter 7. Verse 24, which starts with that word, therefore, and it goes back to that previous verse, which is when, God, when the Lord Jesus says, and I will profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. What a frightful verse. So he says this, therefore, because of that, because one day he's going to separate the sheep from the goats, those who have intellectual faith and those who have saving faith, because of that, therefore... Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and what, church? Doeth them. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not. Shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. What was the difference between these two? There was only one difference. They both heard the word of God. One decided, I'm going to do it, I'm going to obey it, and one said, Fooey on that. And one, God likened him unto a wise man that built his house upon the rock, and God likened the other unto a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. The same storms came to both. The same floods hit both of their houses. One stood, one fell. The one stood, and that's a picture of that person that will obey the Lord and do what God says. And then there's the other. So the, the conditions here, uh, going back to Psalms here, this idea of, of obeying the Word of God. I'm going to tell you something. Listen to me. God has always tied blessings to obedience. Read the Word of God. Read, read forgive me, read Deuteronomy 28. It's a long chapter. It's like 65 verses. I think the first 12 or 13 verses, God says, if you will just do what I say, 
I'll bless you. I'll give you houses. I'll, I'll make your enemies go to flight. I'll do this. But then the rest of the chapter, Brother Jimmy says, but if you don't, all these curses are going to come upon you. Now, praise God, we live in the dispensation of grace, amen. We live in that church age. God blesses. We don't have all those curses of Israel. But I'm telling you what, God still blesses obedience, and he still frowns upon disobedience. So who's that first, that first condition of being blessed? I'll tell you what it is. He said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. You know what I call that? The condition of being separated from the world. Listen, as Christians, we are no better than anybody else, and we know it, and all God's people said. But I'm going to tell you something. Sin, sin, this idea that, hey, I can be a Christian and still sin and do whatever I want and all that. Uh, yeah, you can, because God will keep His Word, but you're not going to be blessed. I can tell you that right now. You know, I want to tell you something. Sin is a gradual process. Especially, listen, how many of you, be honest, you don't have, don't raise your hand, but you can grunt or say, oh me, or amen, or whatever. How many of you, you listen, from some time from your salvation to now, at some point you've been backslidden. I'll say, oh me. Now, I've been, I know I have, amen, at some point. You know how it happened, Brother Jonathan? It happened gradually. It didn't happen all at once. It happened gradually. It, it's, it's interesting to look at this, uh, this, this idea of sin being a gradual process. And, and these uh, phrases that are used, walketh not, uh, standeth, and sitteth. Uh, and, and it's really interesting to look at the Apostle Peter when he was following afar off. And uh, it says there that we're not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And, and Peter followed him afar off. Remember how he's following Jesus and just kind of uh, walking away. And he said, oh, I'll never deny you. Well, this was kind of the start of it. And then Psalm 1-1 says, nor standeth in the way of sinners. And remember, the Bible says that Peter warmed himself by the officer's fire. And it says this, Pastor Brent, and he stood with them in John 18-18. So not only did he walk in the, the counsel of the ungodly, he stood in the way of sinners and then said, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And Luke twenty two fifty five 55 uh, says that when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall were set down together, that Peter sat down among them. And the man who said he'd never deny Jesus denied him three times. Why? Because he wasn't separate from the ungodly. Listen, it just boils down to this. To whom do you belong? To whom do you belong? You know what that means? That means you just can't go some places that you used to go. Why? Because you don't belong. I, I remember this as clear as day. I, I literally just, it's amazing. It's 30 years ago, Brother Jim. I remember as clear as day. Being out, I, Friday nights for me, before I got saved, and, and even for a little while after I got saved, was I would uh, help my friend's band, and uh, I, would, I would take care of my friend's drums, help them set up, take down, and uh, I would literally, there'd be a giant column speaker right here just blaring out into the, to the floor where everybody was, and I'd be behind it like this, you know, so you're not getting all the... Ah, 
and uh, just kind of standing there, just making sure everything was okay, making sure nothing fell over and all that. And, and I, I tell you, I got saved. I really got saved. I tell you, Dr. Malone and Curtis Hudson years ago, uh, uh, brother, brother uh, Dr. Malone said to Curtis Hudson, he said, I had a man in my church really get saved. And Curtis Hudson said to him, uh, Brother Cole, he said, well, you know, Dr. Malone, everybody who got saved really got saved. And he said, I know, but this man really got saved, amen? And, uh, and, and listen, I really got saved. I was 23 years old. Uh, I was a heavy metal drummer. I heard the gospel and I trusted Christ. And the Holy Spirit indwells me, amen? And I remember just as clear as a bell, my friend's band was, was lighting it up and, and everybody was out there having a blast and, and drinking their beer and all that. And I, that place was so loud and smoky and everything. And the Holy Spirit, Brother Bryce, whispered, Whispered in my ear, you do not belong here. And it wasn't long after I said to my friend, I said, I, I just can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I, by the way, I'm thankful the Holy Spirit is gentle with us about these things, amen. But there comes a point where we've got to decide what side we're on. Who do I belong to? separated from the world. You want somebody who is the absolute epitome of the opposite of being separated from the world is Lot. Read Genesis chapter 19. Read Genesis chapter 13, verse 13. The men of Sodom were wicked and sinners exceedingly. And Lot said, oh, no, no, I'll make friends with them. They'll be fine and all that. And he lost everything, which is the opposite of being blessed. separated from the world is one of the conditions of being blessed. But the second one is there in verse number two. Not only separated from the world, but I love this one. Saturated with the Word. It says, but His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in His law <coughs> doth He meditate day and night. This is that, that one who's, it's not enough just to be separated from the world. The Pharisees were separated from the world, weren't they? They didn't do this and didn't do this and didn't do that. You need to be saturated with the Word. You need to be in your Bibles. I like what Warren Wiersbe says about this. He, he, it's a great phrase. He said, whatever delights us, directs us. Mrs. Sammons, forgive me, you love being a Gigi. That is delightful. And so you know what it does? It directs some things that you do. Amen? Things, maybe planning activities and things like that, or working sleepovers with the grandkids and all. You love that. You delight in those babies. Listen, it says here that the blessed man is one who delights in the law of the Lord. Let me ask you a question. Hey, young person, teenager, do you delight in this book? Or is it just something that your parents pass down to you? Listen to me, God has no grandchildren, only children. And as His child, you want to be blessed? Again, I asked at the beginning, hey, who wants to have a blessed life? Who wants, hey, every hand went up. Yeah, well, there's some conditions to it. Delight yourself in the Word of God. You say, Pastor, some of it's hard to understand. I agree. I, I, can't, I can't argue with you. Some of it's hard to understand. Some of it's not. Come on. Some of it's not hard to understand at all. 
You just don't want to obey it because your flesh doesn't want to. How do you know? Because I got flesh just like you. Listen, we're to delight in the Word of God. I, I have just a note here that I made years ago. Fruitfulness and spiritual success come directly from God by delighting to read and heed His Word. Fruitfulness and spiritual success come directly from God by delighting to read and heed His Word. Just saturate yourself with the Bible. Be in the Bible every day. Have a devotional. Uh, have, have, a, have a Bible reading schedule. Have, have just time. Just say, you know what? This month I'm going to read the book of Romans. Or this month I'm going to read the Gospel of John. Uh, I'm told one of my uh, uh, writers that I have on my shelf, G. Campbell Morgan, who's a great preacher uh, during the days of D.L. Moody, that for two years, two years, all he read was Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. For two years. And it's no wonder, Pastor Brent, that his commentaries on Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are on countless preacher shelves. You know what he did? He just delighted in the Word of God. You know, one of the greatest compliments that I get paid is when somebody says to me, somebody in this church, or sometimes I'll preach somewhere else, and uh, they'll say, you know, you're a man of the Word. You're a man of the Word. I'll say, thank you. I appreciate that. I sure try to be. I want to be. Why? Because by simply delighting in the Word of God, I'm putting myself in line for God's blessings. And by the way, that's not just for preachers. That's for any of God's children. Amen? So separated from the world, it's a condition of being blessed. Saturated with the Word. And then, how about this one? Situated by the waters. Look at verse 3. It says, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. We grew up in Westfield, Massachusetts, and I know my mom, uh, particularly where she grew up, uh, the area down by the Westfield River, there are some huge weeping willow trees. Huge. I'm just... you're. You, you, you go by, and say, how did those trees get so huge? I'll tell you how. They were right there by the banks of the river. And the water, in the Word of God, water pictures two, two different things. It pictures the Word of God, and it also pictures the Holy Spirit. And I want to tell you something. You want to be blessed, you get yourself saturated with the Word, but situated by the waters. You get, to the, you get to that quiet place where you read the Word of God and the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart and you listen and obey the Holy Spirit. You'll be blessed. You'll be like that tree that brings forth his fruit, his leaf's not going to wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Hey, that's blessed right there. Prosperous, Amen. Um, by the way, it's not prosperity preaching. It's saying, obey God and He will prosper you. That's what the Word says here. So, the conditions of being blessed, to be separated from the world, to be saturated with the Word, and to be situated by the waters. How about the characteristics of being blessed? The characteristics of being blessed. Again, uh, mention it there in verse number 3 as we kind of just looked at it real quick. But it says, he shall be like a what? Like a tree. Like a tree. 
He is like a tree. Now, you think about it. I've got some trees in my... I've got a couple of oak trees on the end of our property. Brother Jim, we can't get our arms around them. They're huge. You know what those trees are? They're sturdy. Hmm? Boy, we need Christians to be sturdy. Like a tree. You know, I think, I think about that over the last couple of years as we've lost some blessed Christians. I, I literally, uh, when, when we lost Brother Lowell, I, the verse that came to mind was in Zechariah 11.2. It's not a, it, 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 you have to make an application out of the phrase, but it says a cedar has fallen. You know, cedar was a huge tree. And of course, you know, Brother Lowell was short, but he was a huge Christian. You know, you think about trees, they're sturdy, they're dependable. Uh, they bring shade and comfort to others. That's what trees do. Good trees. Trees are beautiful, aren't they? I love fall. Oh, see these trees with the gorgeous colors on them. By the way, trees need root, water, roots, water, and light. The blessed man is planted by the rivers of waters. He's productive. He bringeth forth his fruit. He's proper as bringeth forth his fruit in his season. If you're not bringing forth fruit, don't worry. Keep sowing. Keep working for God. Keep doing what you're supposed to do. Amen. In your season, it'll come. You know what else? Also, he's perpetual. I love that. His leaf also shall not wither. Speaks to the faithfulness of the blessed man. I've met, I've met so many great Christians who were at the, Brother Jim, at the end of the road. They were in their 80s. And they still had the joy of the Lord. They still, maybe they couldn't do some of the things, but I, I remember we used to have a fellow at Emmanuel Baptist Church named Brother Green. And I found out Brother Green was a missionary years ago on the foreign field. And Brother Green, all he would ever do is just greet people at the back of the auditorium with a handshake. And he'd smile. He'd say, how you doing tonight? So many of us Bible college students missing home. And, you know, it was like Grandpa Green. Amen. I met so many Christians like, by the way, it's not exclusive, forgive me, to senior saints. Those of you that are young, you can have the joy of the Lord. You can be blessed, amen. So that, that blessed man is planted, he's productive, he's proper, he's perpetual, and he's prosperous. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. These characterize being blessed. So there's the conditions of the blessed man. There's the characteristics of of the blessed man or being blessed. But then there's the contrast of being blessed, as God so often does in His Word. He gives us the contrast. Say, what's the contrast? It's in really verse number 4 there, if you look at it. What's it say? The ungodly are not so. They're none of these things but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. The farmer will tell you that in harvest time, they will take that, that big scooper, amen, and uh, take the wheat and thresh it. And thresh it up and down and up and down, and the wheat will stay, and the chaff, which looks like wheat, will blow away. Think of that illustration here. The ungodly man is the exact opposite of the sturdy, 
planted tree nourished by the stream. He's literally chaff that the wind blows away, driven. But also, according to verse 5, that ungodly man shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. What does that mean? The ungodly and the blessed will not be judged together. The sinner will have nothing to stand on in judgment day. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Thank God. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, those of you that know Christ as your Savior, you know this. When you come to the judgment, it is going to be this. What have you done for me? Not how many sins have you committed because Jesus Christ was judged for all your sins. But for the ungodly, He has to give an account for every last sin that He's ever committed. Imagine. Imagine just this week. I've mentioned this so many times. Imagine that screen going up and saying the sins of, and your name was next to it, for seven days. I want to tell you something. You would run out of this auditorium in shame. I don't care how good of a life you lived this week. You had some thoughts. You had something that you weren't proud of. And you had to confess to God and say, God, forgive me of that. Imagine every sin you've ever committed for your whole life on display for the entire human race. If that was the only reason to trust Christ, it would be a good one. Amen? The ungodly, the contrast to the blessed man. The ungodly man is driven. He's doomed, but also, according to verse 6, it says, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. That ungodly man is damned. He's damned. God will simply send him in his sins to pay for his sins in the lake of fire. Listen. There's one difference between the godly and the ungodly, and it's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. We're not godly in ourselves. I hope you know that. Amen. You're not godly because you're here on uh, Sunday night, and I'm glad you are. You're godly because Jesus Christ saved you and took your ungodliness and paid for it and gave you His godliness. I'm going to go to a verse. Uh, we'll, we'll close with this. Go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This is one of my favorite chapters in the Word of God. Verse number 17, a verse you probably know. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And all God's people said, thank God. But then, if you look down at verse 21, it tells us what happened. For he hath made him, the Father hath made the Son, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So you're godly because you trust Christ, but listen to me, you're blessed because you obey. How do we obey? We, listen, we separate from the world. 
They're telling those dirty jokes at work. You can move along. Huh? It's just separated from there's just some places where you just can't go anymore. Just just simple as that. Saturated with the Word. Being in the Word every day. Delighting yourself in the Word of God. And then being situated by the waters where you can hear the voice of the Word of God and the voice of the Holy Spirit. Planted, productive, proper, perpetual, and prosperous. The conditions of being blessed, the characteristics of being blessed, and the contrast of being blessed. Father, thank you for this 